0: Hey everybody, and welcome to the Healing Circle podcast, a space for conversation, education, and meditation about all things faith, relationships, and mental health. I'm your host, Kobe Campbell, and I'm a licensed therapist here in North Carolina. Whether you are here to heal, to grow, or to learn, we got something just for you. So let's jump into today's episode. Hey everyone, in this episode, there are a couple glitches. Um, you also get to hear the beautiful voices of Alicia's twins, um, but it's definitely an episode worth pushing through and hearing to the end. So now we're actually gonna jump into it. See you guys soon. Hello everybody, welcome back to the podcast. Today, I am so excited to have a therapist extraordinaire, Alicia Tita. Um, is your last name right?
1: You listen. So I asked my mother-in-law and my father-in-law, and then I say it the way I say it, and they're like, "You're right. It's your last name." So yeah, girl, you're right.
0: Okay. You're right. Um, I always ask people. It's funny because my parents pronounce our last name differently based on who they're speaking to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, stop doing that, mom and dad. But um. <laughs> anyways she is um a therapist in charlotte north carolina she is a mother she is a wife um and she's about to tell you all about who she is so alicia would you like to introduce
1: yourself to the listeners yes 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 thanks for having me um like she mentioned i am alicia and first i just go by human i am superhuman which means i make a ton of mistakes um Um, Can we curse on here? Is this a (laughs) non-curse? I Um, try to keep it clean, but (laughs) if that's what you do, you do. Listen, listen, I can abide by the rules. I am a rule breaker (laughs) um, and a risk taker and, and yeah, a mom of twins and a change agent. Um, I love good food. I love to laugh. um, And I have a newfound love of silence. Um, mm, and, Yes, and I think there is great power in silence, um, and just awareness too. Yeah, so yeah, that's me.
0: That is amazing. Yes, I that love that, that you said a change agent because I think that is absolutely who you are and who our listen- listeners will find you to be. Um, as we continue our discussion, but um, the first question I want to ask you is. How would you define the season that you're in right now? And mm-hmm. where did, how did you get to where you are right now in life? Okay. Okay.
1: Um, I feel like I'm on a very interesting season because I'm doing things that I never imagined I would be doing. Yeah. Um, I also feel like I am being stretched mm. um, to the stretchiest of the stretch stretch. <laughs> um, <laughs> Just, you know, I always knew that, like, nothing goes according to your plan. But when I say every day for the past, I don't know, year and a half, has been, like, not my plan. It's totally not my plan. And I can't even um, imagine some of the opportunities I've had recently and just the people that I've been engaged in, Um, not Mm -hmm. to mention being a twin mom. Like, that was not... yeah on the agenda. And so I feel like right now I'm in this constant season of transition. Mm. Um, and I said earlier this year, Lord, if I have one more change, I ain't going to make it. Um, <laughs> and then another change happens and then I make it. You know what I mean? So Isn't that crazy?
0: I, You're like, look, man, I'm about to break, Lord. And he's like, hold this for me.
1: <laughs> he's like, hold one more thing. Right. Um right. And I, and I think, lastly, too, I'm def, I've been charged to really um, act act on the fact that I have faith and not just talk about it. Mm. Um, so there have just been many, 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 many times recently
0: that I'm like, how
1: did I get to the other side? Um, yeah. And to the point of, sometimes I can't even remember. Like, I know I was going through something at this point, but I'm not there anymore. So, wow.
0: yeah, wow. yeah. So, you are a therapist. Um, you're located in Charlotte. Have you mm-hmm. always been in Charlotte? How did you decide that you wanted to become a therapist? I would love to hear a little bit more about that journey.
1: Absolutely. So, I, I um, am a nomad. My mother was in the military. So, mm-hmm. I moved around a lot as a kid, and then I just kept it going as an adult yeah um and I used to equate like moving with progression so Mm. um because that's what I saw as a kid I always thought like okay you got to move every two years to show that you've you've made some progress right yeah that makes sense I went to school in Virginia then I moved to DC went to school there I lived in New York I lived in South Africa for a little bit I lived in California Um, But what was actually happening was every time I got into a situation I couldn't handle, I left the state. And not Mm. many people know that. So this will be people's first time hearing that because I've just acknowledged it myself, quite honestly. Wow. Um, Wow, I I would get into a space where I felt like I couldn't function and then I would leave. Um, And so I was living in L.A. I was in a doctorate program that was not for me. Um, I was trying to get out of um i'm not gonna call it the t word but i was in an unhealthy cycle with a person that was not for me um and i just it just was not a good space so i just up and left i left my entire apartment to one of my neos um and i had friends that lived in charlotte and i have a godmom that lives here but i had never lived here but i was like it'll be fine like you can you can plant roots anywhere. And so I drove yeah. my car across country wow. with my dog um, <laughs> and, came, and came here. That is, and, and when did you come here? That was um, December 2015.
0: Wow. And you've been moving and shaking ever since. I know that. Because
1: mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I knew
0: of you before
1: I knew you. hmm So I got here then and um, thus started the, my, new, my new life. Wow. So what
0: are you doing now with that knowledge of, like, when things get hard, when things feel like, you know, I can't do anything about it, I'm going to dip?
1: Um, it actually happened this week, not to the point where I was about to flee the state, but um, <laughs> <laughs> something uncomfortable happened at work. Um, And I was like, man, I'm done for the day. Like, I'm leaving. Um, I'm going to mm-hmm. get my intern to finish up whatever I need to do and i came home and i was like i was doing something with the twins and i was like at least you, you can't keep living like this like you need to go mm. back like it's gonna be okay like i had talked to my partner and um just had a pet talk with myself of like you know you 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 need to go back and so what you need to handle then you can go home and so yeah. i like packed everybody up in the car um, uh, went back to the office and wow you know did what i needed to do so it, it's just one of those things and it's funny because I have an ex from college who used to tell me all the time like yo you're a runner and this was before I actually ran physically he's like yo mm. you don't like something you 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 just run and I was like man wow. no I'm not I ain't no runner <laughs> um, wow. but he was speaking he was speaking the truth
0: wow and to even think about like the level of accountability that you have to yourself yeah you know, that's wild because I think even even if many people got to that place where they recognize that they'd be like, Oh, well, (laughs) Well, you know, well, they don't deserve me anyways. You know, my job doesn't, you know, they don't treat me well or, you know,
1: Mm -hmm. they don't recognize
0: my worth or whatever. And so for you to be able to not, you know, pack up, not just one, but two children um, into a car. And I know what kind of Olympic sport that is and go back to a situation that you, you, I'm not looking forward to (laughs) is beyond
1: admirable. And hard. And 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 one of the things about me as a clinician, as a therapist, you know, I I tell people all the time from my clients to my interns to my students, I'm not gonna ask anybody to do something that I can't do. Right. And so I am huge about, you know, the person that people on the podcast if you have a class, if you the couch. I'm I'm cute on me and being just genuine and authentic, um, and really showing how even I have to go through a process and a journey. And I know all the clinical terms, right? right? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Um, just really trying to encourage people that like we all need a little help and accountability and ownership and you know all these other things that make up uh being <laughs> self-aware. But that doesn't mean that it's easy for me because I know it.
0: Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep. Um,
1: so I, I'm definitely not immune to the human experience.
0: Yes. And I am just, th- this is why I was so excited to um, connect with you and to also have you on the podcast, because I think one of the like things that I hear often from people who come in and try therapy for the first time, and usually they're people or women of color, is just kind of like, mm-hmm. this is not what I expected. Right. right. Like. Like, they expect, like, this cold, you know, calculated person who's going to analyze every single thing they do and every single breath they take. And I think people don't realize, and I think, honestly, what Black women bring to the field is a reminder that our humanity is our resource. Exactly. You know, and I think that's, that's what that was. Like, you were being human, and that's the resource from which you draw when you, you know ask people to be human too and go back into those hard situations that they don't feel like talking about or looking at or addressing. Yeah, exactly. So what made you want to become a therapist?
1: Um, It was completely uh, accidental. Mm. I started out college in nursing school. So I was raised um, by my grandma and by my mom. And Mm. my grandma always wanted one of her daughters to be a nurse. Yeah. And, um, none of them did that. So I decided to allow her to live vicariously through me, but I didn't know it at the time. (laughs) Um, and and I went to nursing school. I didn't know anything about college. I was like the second person in my family to go at the time, I think, and to complete. And so I was on campus, like not knowing what, what in the world was going on. Mm -hmm. Um, so I've always kept like multiple jobs. Two years into nursing school, I had a full scholarship at the time because I was doing ROTC again, trying to please my mother who was in the military. Yeah. Um, and I was working at a hospital as a nurse's aide, and I saw this lady just kind of like flitting around, like talking to families, and I was like, "Man, what is she doing? What is, I didn't, you know, I want to know. I want to know who that is." Yeah. And I found out that she was a social worker. Now, growing mm-hmm. up on the military base, you don't hear about. I, I didn't. I never heard of a social worker before. Um mm. And so I, like, was, I was, like, stalking this lady on my breaks, like, trying to figure <laughs> out, like, what did I need to do to get to where she was. Yeah. Um, and, you know, what a lot of people also don't know, I failed out of nursing school um, mm. right about at the time that I decided to become a social worker. Um, so I forfeit my scholarship. I could have taken the class over again, but I was like, this isn't for me. This is my grandma's dream. Um, yes. And I need to find my own. Yes, it is
0: insight. Um,
1: yeah, so I had to I changed majors, dropped my scholarship, um, and initially I was going to do addiction because I did know there was some substance use in my family. Mm-hmm. And I remember um, getting ready to graduate, and one of my professors was like yo not in these terms but like yo you need to go to graduate school (laughs) like your writing is poor and you're not gonna make it and I was like okay (laughs) uh, let me go to graduate school (laughs) so who says um, that to a student man listen hello the real the trying to keep real with me so get to grad school um and I had an internship um doing therapy and I remember this was either my first or second trip to South Africa and mm-hmm. I was sitting with a a, mentor, a now mentor. She was my professor at the time. And I was like, sometimes I just know things. And she's kind of like chuckling. And I was like, no, it's not funny. Like, I can't turn my brain off. Cool and girl. like, I walk into her room and I like know what's happening. And I was like, yes. not, a, not a psychic way. And she's just steady laughing. And she's like, this is your assignment. You need to go. You need to research discernment. And then you need to come back and tell me, you know, what it is. Yep. So lo and behold... Um, she was like, one day you're going to look back and, and this is going to be, like, the defining moment for you. And I'm like, man, whatever. You know, I never heard of the sermon. Um, so I remember writing this long blog post after I looked it up and I'm like, okay, this is why like people come to you for advice or, like, yep. you know things or you know, friendships have been ruined because I'll be telling a friend something thinking, like, the friend should know and they're, like, not ready. Yep. <laughs> um, Girl. So Girl. I. So <laughs> So I like stumbled with two left feet into into uh, the profession, um and I've been practicing since then.
0: Wow, that is amazing. Did you feel like the transition into this field was seamless, or did you did you encounter a little bit of turbulence? I think a little bit of both, so
1: you know yeah. I have a baby face, so I've always encountered <laughs> if you're too young um you know. Mm how are you able to do this before I had children and was married? Like, how are you able to do this and you don't have a child? How are you able to do this and you're not married? Yeah. Um. So I, it's been different things along the way. So first I was too young. Then I wasn't experienced enough. Um. Mm. It's never been that I'm too black and, and I'm always, you know, mm. I'm, I'm, I'm blackety black, black, black. Like I got into Yes, girl. When you come in. So, yes. Um, I haven't gotten that just yet. And I have a pretty diverse, a uh, client population inter- interestingly enough, yeah. so um no barriers right now i and I you know I'm very upfront with clients like this is a session in this first session, you need to see if I'm a good fit for you and if i'm yeah. not I'm cool with that um, yeah, um, but I want you to be comfortable, and you know, I'm walking around in my shoes, I'm not dressing up unless I gotta go to court or something. I got my jeans on like, like this is me so. Yeah. Let's just make sure we're on the same page and if you're not comfortable it's no issues like I got plenty of people I can send you to.
0: Yes, oh, and that is that is so powerful um, it's such a powerful position to assume, to say like, Hey, if I am for you, I'm for you. But if I cannot service you, if some part of who I am disrupts your healing process, yep. like, I'm not going to beg you to stay here.
1: No, no, like, no, 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 I don't no.
0: need you to pay me nothing. Like, and and on top of that, I'll provide a resource that'll help you and is more congruent with what your needs
1: are. Absolutely. Because it's um, about you and not me.
0: Yes. Um, you know what? That, that's something that being honest, I struggle with, in my first couple months, mm-hmm. because, you know, Wilmington is, uh, they're very white. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I think a different way to say it. It's very mm-hmm. white. And I found mm-hmm. myself um, adopting, reluctantly adopting more um, Eurocentric culture, Eurocentric terms, because I felt like that was how I was going to get clients, especially because I was in private practice, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but then being able to like kind of slowly break out of that and be like, "Oh, if I'm just myself, like people are coming for me, they're not coming right. for anything else other than who I am." Um so yeah, that's that's amazing that you're able to just kind of boldly do that cuz I know that's difficult even when you're grown. It's hard. Right. You know.
1: It is. It is. And one of the things that I was I I'm I'm talking to my students and stuff about like it also hurts I had a client I remember one year I was in Amsterdam and I had a client email me and tell me all the reasons why he didn't like me Wow. <laughs> and for a person who for many years if I thought I was going to get a negative text message or email I wouldn't read it I would get somebody else to read it um yeah. <laughs> Because I just didn't I didn't want to see the the ugly words yeah. But on that train ride you know I had to because I do work for myself I, I mm. there was nobody I could say like Oh, can you check this for me? It was like, you know, you gotta read it. You gotta acknowledge, validate, yep. and respond. Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? Whether it hurts or not, you still have to you have to show up. Um and you have to and, and does it hurt? Absolutely, but you can't take yeah. it personally. Yeah. Because he still needs to get what he needs and he needs to oh, get yeah. it from somebody that he's comfortable and safe with. Yep.
0: Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. And oftentimes I realize when I have some type of interaction with a client, maybe they don't come back or, you know, there's a misunderstanding. I have to remind myself, like, look, whatever they're needing to heal from is interacting with whatever I'm needing to heal from. Yeah. You know? yep. um, and being able to say, like, this is not a reflection of who nope. I am, but it's a reflection of what needs to heal inside of me, though.
1: Absolutely. You know?
0: um, absolutely. So, Yeah. I would love for you to share with everybody more about your entrepreneurial um, ventures because you got multiple. <laughs> you really out here, you She's out here for real, for
1: <laughs> real. Like she's making moves. You are too kind. Um, the ventures, well, so I I have a a practice um, building endurance. And that came not because I always wanted to work for myself for being an entrepreneur. I was working for an agency and I thought to myself, you could do this as well um, in an ethical way and in the way that you want. And so I started, I tried to strike it out on my own. Now, the first time I struck out too early, I wasn't Mm -hmm. ready. I was provisionally licensed Um, and I ruined a business relationship because I couldn't afford the space. I didn't go about Mm -hmm. the steps in the right way. And so I had to take my ass back to work and keep working <laughs> and, and come up with a new plan and I had to do it again, right? Yeah, um, yeah. So I did it again and that was in 2016. Because I'm about to go for my third year. So that was in 2016.
0: Mm. Hello. 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 Yeah, sorry, hello, you went out. Hello, for, hello? Yeah, you went out for a second. The hello? last thing we heard was 2016. Hello? Hello. Can you hear me? Uh yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Uh-huh. Okay, the last thing we heard was that was in 2016.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. Um so struck it out again. Um and I've been working for myself since then and mm. you know, it's been an, it's been an up and down. Um and I think going into my third year this is really about um, sustainability. Right. Yeah. Um, I get people talking to me all the time like, yo, people don't make it past the first year. Yo, people don't make it past the second year. So just trying to figure out, you know, what does it mean to be sustainable? Um, really creating what I want. It's funny because years and years ago, I wanted a, like a community resource center. And I find myself trying to do that in different ways now that I work for myself. So I have interns there um i take on random contracts tomorrow i'm going to an agency they're doing layoffs i'm going to do like crisis intervention um Mm. so the beauty the beauty in working for myself is that i created the life that i wanted right i i I see the people i want to see i work when i want to work when i don't want to work i don't work but the other side of that is i got to clean the toilets right um Mm -hmm. so you know, I think that's the side that people don't understand. And I try to show that to my interns being a business owner is not all glamor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. There is a lot of work. And if you're not passionate about it, you're not going to succeed. Um, yeah. So that's that. I also um, operate a home of a husband, a dog and two children. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I feel like I'm the manager here. Uh <laughs> You know, it's something, it's something, it's something being a wife and a mom. um, Every day I'm faced with, this is who you really are. Like, this is who, there's this, there's this, this is who you think you are, but this is who you really are. (laughs) Yep.
0: Yes. That is like the most (laughs) amazing and accurate way to (laughs) define motherhood. Yeah. Uh Yeah.
1: Like you, you think you're this person, but let me show you, let me show you where you need a little work and let me show you where you're really good. Um, (laughs) so that's, that's this. And then, you know, most recently launched this mental health app called Attune. Um, and really that came about, I was sitting in the room last November with one of my interns, um, who's now graduated. So kudos to her. And I was like, man, people are out here making side money. Like people are out here just like running on their ideas. I was like, man, I got this idea. I was like, you think I should go for it? She's like, yeah, she was like, the fact that you're telling me this, I already know you're going to have it done, like, tomorrow. I'm like, no, nah, man, I don't know how to build no app. Because years ago, I was like, man, you need to build an app. But I was like, how are you going to do that? But this time, I was like, you need to build an app. Okay, let's hit up your NEOs. Let's find an engineer. Like, let's let's do it. So um, February of this year, Atune launched. And it's just been a slow grind. Um, yeah. The whole the, It was created because people reach out to me often. Um, they know I'm a therapist, so they're like, hey, I live in Seattle, for example. Can you find somebody for me? And I was like, people really need something that's quick um, and that's, like, easy to navigate. And so, like, let's, you know, let's do it. So, yeah, throughout this process, I've, I've learned, um, you know, you can be working really hard on something and not get any recognition and any reward. Yes. Um, and so, you got to stay focused on, on the work. And so, that's mm-hmm. been an eye-opener for me. Um, I recently met a clinician, Rashawn. He's, like, huge here. He went to the UNC Chapel Hill. Has a nonprofit. And I watched him get an award. And I, when I... He was on... Um, I have a podcast as well. He was on our podcast mm-hmm. telling his story and how he's been doing this work for three, four, five years. And I'm like, Alicia, like, you... You got a little ways to go. Like, you... Like, you're getting very caught up in trying to get people to write about and feature and do these different things. But it's like, you just need to do the work and all that stuff will come. yeah yeah so
0: and even with the work that you're doing I think sometimes it's easy to feel like the recognition that um we get like the quote-unquote small stuff is not that big Mm -hmm. but like I I had heard about a tune and seen like a tune on like my timeline um on Instagram and whatnot and actually had had a friend from Raleigh say like oh have you heard about that app by some girl in Charlotte before I knew your name or your face, you know? Um to my
1: ears.
0: (laughs) And so there are ways that, you know, our our hard work behind doors, it really does um, it precedes us in ways that sometimes we don't see. Right. Um, and we're like, nah I need to be on the front of time. I need to be on the 30 under 30, 40 under 40, 50 under 50, all of that. (laughs) You know, because and I think that um that feeling comes from a good place. I had to learn that. Right. I being mean, like, no, like, I'm actually grinding. Right. Like, I have a whole infant. You got two whole infants and a whole adult to, you know, care and cater to and mm-hmm. love and nurture and interact with. And spending time um, is spending, like, a non-renewable resource on something other than that, you know? And so, like being able to when people come to you being able to say like nah this is my price because right. I paid much, much more um in ways that you can't imagine. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Absolutely.
0: So can you share with us what um is your most valuable lesson that you've learned in life and how did you learn it?
1: Oh, in life, in life. hmm Mm-hmm. 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 Most valuable lesson. So so um, I think, so I grew up, my, my grandma introduced me to God um, when I was 11 or 12. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm super, you know, as raunchy as my mouth is and as unorthodox <laughs> as I am, um, I'm supremely guided by my faith. And yeah. um, for years, I would beat myself up like you sinned and you did something bad like mm. you're a horrible person and I would like hold on to things and just not allow myself to freely live um yeah. so it was a combination a combination of just guilt and also just my my own anxiety um I I, I had these very high expectations for myself and um I was really a lot of it was just self-induced yeah um so coming from that into a place of like Yo, you can make a mistake and you can do better next time. You know what I mean? So, um, I think something valuable that I just, a mantra that I've said to myself is, you know, we all deserve good things, Mm. um, each and every one of us. So even if you, even if you grew up in a impoverished environment, even if you made a mistake, even if you, you know, I, I just, I'm a true believer that we all deserve, um, to, to just enjoy life. Um, and I don't think, I don't think we should live in this place of regret and angst. And, you know, I just, regardless of what we've, what we, we may have done in the past, like I I truly believe we all have the ability to change and to be a different person. Um, Yeah. so yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's, that's real. And I think a lot of people struggle with guilt and shame And holding on to that and like, you know, um, I know via semi creeping you on Instagram that you're, you (laughs) know, um, you've completed your, your trauma training as well. But like, I just loved um, when I was in my trauma training, learning how that's just like held in the body, Mm -hmm. you know, like it's, and mm. and
1: it's, it's almost, you know, I have a client I'm doing some work with now. And I said to her, I said, you know, I can tell that you're holding on to things. I can tell by the stiffness in your neck, yeah. like it's that it's that deep. Like you, yes. I can tell that you that you are just really holding on to some things. And let's try to figure out like how we can get you out of that.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's real. And and sometimes even being able to see that in the people we love um, mm-hmm. or the people that we are around regularly, but don't have, um, clinical, you know, relationships with, how do you deal with that? How do you, how do you turn it off? Um, I would love to hear how another therapist handles, you know, um, the intersection of being a person with discernment and being a trained therapist. Cause I think that it's very easy when you're observing for those lines to get blurred.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, So I have turned into when I'm out, um, I'm, I'm just very quiet now. Mm. Um, and I leave early if I need to leave early. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm just, I'm really in this place now, you know, I drive home home in silence to stay mindful. Yeah. Um, I, you know, in the middle of the night when I'm nursing, like I take that time to, to do my devotional and just really have some real conversations with myself. Um, and I, you know, I take naps in between sessions. I, I I, I, tell people all the time, like, I can't be, I can't show up and be the person you need me to be if I can't take care of myself. Um, yeah. And so that means sometimes not answering people's phone calls when I've had too many clients <laughs> yep. in the day. Um, yep. Sometimes that means like relying on my partner and saying like, Hey, I really need you to do bedtime because I just, I need a yeah. minute. Mm-hmm. Um, and not feeling guilty. Cause I think when I first came home um, with the twins there was, I mean, and it maybe lasted two weeks where I was like, I can't go do this because they need me. But it's like, no, nah, yeah. like, like I need me and <clears throat> I already have a job that um, that I love. And I, I know that this is my purpose, but my job comes with take it. It takes a lot out of me emotionally. So yeah. I'm super, I'm super uh, tight with my boundaries in my personal life you know yes. um and I had no issues with telling people like eh, yeah I'm not the person like I, I don't really <laughs> <even> hear that <laughs> um yes. I can't talk to you right now I don't mm-hmm. watch um trash tv and nothing against people that do but I just I have enough drama like I'm yeah the only tv I want to watch is like things that don't require me to think
0: yes so. um you are and I'm I'm just having a moment you know in your you know, in your little egocentric world, you're just mm-hmm. like, I'm the only person who processes like this. I will sit in the sun in silence with yep. my phone in a completely different room, not yep. talking to nobody. Um, and it's funny because, you know, um, because of the way our work is structured, you can see five clients be done by noon. Mm-hmm. Um, but that doesn't mean I'm done working Exactly. You know what I mean? And, like, I had to, like, I remember explaining that to Kyle, my husband. I had to say, like, hey, part of my job is replenishing so I can continue to give out the next day. So just because I'm done with my client in the office and just because I'm done writing those notes does not mean I'm done working. And, Mm -hmm. like, rest is a part of my job because I cannot work (laughs) if I do not rest. Um, And it's funny that you said that you don't even watch trash tv because uh you know my husband he would kill me if he knew i t- said this but he like <laughs> sometimes get really caught up in love and hip-hop uh-huh. he'd be like scrolling and be like who that ain't that ain't <laughs> you the one who sang my lip gloss is popping i'm like no that's a different one and um mm-hmm. he gets really caught up in it and he doesn't know who anyone is but i think he's just like you know, the rest of the world enamored by people throwing drinks in each other's faces. Right. 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 And it used to entertain me. Like I remember when it used to entertain me. And now I'm like, man, uh, I, you know, I you hear, things, yeah, you hear things, you know, on a daily basis that are like, yeah, this is not entertaining. <laughs> you know, man. like, like I see through it and I'm like, man, there's lots of trauma in this room. And, um, I I feel like I can't observe this right now without feeling obligated to do something about it. And I can't. So, um, let me go ahead and Demonauts. watch HTV.
1: Right. right. Girl, that's my new, <laughs> let me tell you, HTV is my thing. Basketball. I love yeah. basketball. And, a- um, yes. SVU. That's all I got.
0: You're a good one. I can't with SVU. I I I get into it like as a spectator, but then when they get to the crime scenes, I like my stomach gets just so easy. And I've never used to be that person.
1: I love um, it,
0: But I can watch, let me learn about some shiplap. Um, <laughs> some ceiling fans, you know. Um, uh, so I love, love, love doing that. Um, and that kind of gets into our last couple of questions.
1: Yeah. Um
0: usually I ask people, you know, how you take care of your mental health. But before we get to that question, especially for the listeners who have never been to therapy before, um, for the women of color who've never been to therapy before, is there anything that you would want to share about what therapy is and isn't?
1: Mm -hmm. Um, Mm
0: -hmm. Also for people who are considering going into this field, you know, because I've had a lot of people say like, oh, I've thought about being a therapist, but like, I don't really know much about it, you know, or like right. I'm nervous about it because I loved that you said, um, I didn't know what a social worker was because mm-hmm. I think that's the case for a lot of people.
1: Yep. So definitely. So overall therapy goals, right? You should go in there, um, coming out, feeling like you have an increased insight. So you have better insight into whatever it is that you went in there for, um, mm-hmm. and that you have a different perspective. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> it is not supposed to be a person, um, judging you or, um, <clears throat> shaming you about what you've mm-hmm. done.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Or,
1: or, or even telling you what, what decisions you need to make because it's your life. Yes. Yes. Um, and so I think some people come to me and they want me to fix it. And I'm like, I don't have no wand. I ain't Harry Potter. Um, I'm not young either. And you know, and she ain't got no credentials. We'll, <laughs> okay. we'll connect her. Okay. Wait. We're, gonna, we're gonna have to come back to that. We're gonna get me started with that. You finish that. Um. Finish that. um <laughs> but it it is a place where you come out with a new lens, right? Looking at things in a different way with a new pair of glasses and ready to make a sound decision on whatever, whether you yeah. want to stay or go. You know, whether you want to mm-hmm. start or stop. Mm-hmm. Um. But then the other thing, too, is just like you wouldn't go to any OBGYN or just like you wouldn't go to any dentist, like you choose the therapist. So yeah. have a have an early conversation. Ask if they do consults like Google them, like go yeah. on their LinkedIn. You know what I mean? Check them yeah. out. See, see if they've spoken somewhere so you can see if like, OK, this is a person that I think I can feel safe with. And yeah. it's not about them telling you what you want to hear. Yes. Right. But it's like, yep. can I be can I be genuine and open with this person? Um, can I allow, can I, can I allow this person into my life, even though they're a stranger?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I like to, um, sorry, my chair is creaking so bad. Um, I like to tell, uh, my, my clients who are usually, um, women of color who come in and they seem like not afraid, but there's like this, this air of timidity. I like to tell them you are paying me yep. <laughs> and like any professional you are paying your doctor, you are paying your dentist, you are paying your chiropractor, whoever is serving you. I need you to remember that you are paying me. You yep. know? And so if I breach a subject you don't want to talk about, we don't talk about it. You mm-hmm. know. And I think that it's easy for people who have been taught to respect authority, You know, to respect position, to respect title, to feel like when they come into spaces, even when they're spending their hard-earned money, that, um, you know, they have to be in a place where they kind of acquiesce to whatever that professional feels or thinks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I like to say to my clients, like, Hey, this is your space. Don't ever feel like you are coming here to please me. Right. You know? Or tell me what you think I want to hear. Oh yeah. Because I'm not going to let you know what I feel or think anyways, <laughs> you know, like this is, this is your space, um, to grow and to thrive. In, and it's whatever, You make it, and we can make it something beautiful together. Um, I just need you to like direct me, you know, Um, and I'll have some direction to share with you. But I love to empower um, my clients to remember that they are spending their money on me, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, so they should act like it. Right. Um, But we gonna hop real quick back to Iyama because you touched a you touched a holy nerve over here in um, these parts. I am just driven, absolutely (laughs) wild by Iyanla and the Iyanlas of the world. Mm -hmm. The The armchair
1: therapist. Oh
0: my gosh! That's the the people who speak with conviction. Yep. And because they speak with conviction, and popular opinion. Yeah, and with popular opinion, they take common platitudes and and reword them, and mm-hmm. then they they you know come with this air of I am wise. Mm-hmm. Do not question me. If you question me, then you're not wise. You know, and yep. it, it drives me nuts. Those and um, the social media, Instagram Girl, advice givers, the self care gurus. Oh my god. Oh my goodness. And it it it. You know, I'll tell you what, and this is something that um, I had another Black therapist share with me. She was like, and this was not to shade anybody, but she was like, hey, I want you to come look at this page. And I said, okay, show me the page of um, this person who was like a, um, I think a wellness coach or like self-care. It was something like that, self-care guru. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are some cred- credentials for people who are coaching, but this is someone who did not have any credentials Um, Mm -hmm. and they were charging probably twice what a session is oh wow and it I was floored (laughs) beyond floored (laughs) and and what was more amazing was that she like she had clients girl at least one person you know believed that that it was worth paying for and like I think that there is a righteous defensiveness that I have about the profession Same. because I like people don't understand the depth of knowledge that we spend time to attain. People don't and understand. Money. Oh, and money, the investment, the physical, financial, relational investment that goes into uh, doing this
1: work. You yep. know, and getting fully
0: licensed.
1: Yep. That's the cute. process.
0: The process is insane. So, when people come, you know, in with, uh, you know, flowers and come in feeling like they can utilize Instagram to make it seem like they have like an air of wisdom that is comparable with people who've studied this. Yep. You it, know,
1: it, it's, it's interesting because this is a this is a personal, we share the same feelings. Um, sometimes I look and I'm just like, how is it? Like, where, how did we get here? Um, and I even sat on a panel before with someone. And one of the people was like a um, wellness uh, coach. Or, yeah, wellness coach. And yeah. somebody in the audience asked. And I think she was like a coach and a therapist. And, you know, she's like, well, a lot of my work is being backed with my work as a therapist and I'm thinking to myself so what you're telling people is that like you're actually a therapist like like there is no governing body yeah um, for coaches and so and and so when I explained when someone asked that to me I'm like hey there is no body like if they unintentionally god forbid cause any harm there is no governing body and yep. like, that's something that's and something it's not to against the law. Consider. Exactly. That's something to c- take into consideration. Like, yep. and I, and I hear people say, well, I, I want to be a coach because it, it, it gives people, I forgot what they say. It makes people feel better. And I'm just like, yeah, but that's not, you didn't study it. That's not who you are. Like you're, that's not, there's nothing to back that up. And I think we're trying to appeal to people and I get it. You want to, I don't know, comfort people, but, I don't see comfort in calling something that it's not. Um, yeah, yeah. And it's almost like you, it's almost like a diss to, to the profession, like. Yeah. So, yeah, we on the same page about that for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah. It And it's, I think that what's difficult for me is just seeing people who actually need therapy listening to, like, these Instagram Girl
1: you know. Gurus.
0: I'm like, what like and it oh, And they and
1: they've probably been in therapy themselves and they take like you said a couple plat- platitudes and catchphrases.
0: Stop it. You're about to make me shout because you're preaching an entire word and I need an offering bucket because I mean there's so many people who've taken like yep. basic words out of popular, you know, self care mm-hmm. books and like yep. people are like, Wow, they're wise. They're like, wow, mm-hmm. they they are just, and I'm like, this is like this. This isn't even psychology 101. Yep. You know, and I think that um, being a therapist out in the world could often feel not thankless, because I think I get a lot of uh, gratitude out of it, and I love it so much. But I think when you're out in the world, I think a lot of people don't necessarily get to see the the power um, that you operate in, and the wisdom that you operate in. Mm-hmm. Uh, because in a lot of ways the world, is a popularity.
1: It is. It is. And I've even been, and I was very transparent. I had, um I said I was going to change my name to the therapist therapist because I have quite a few clients who are therapists. Yeah. Um, and I even sometimes get in my own feelings like, are you not doing enough on social media? Like, do you need to, mm. like, what is it? And then it's like, Alicia, that's not you. Like, you're not proficient yeah. in social media and like. <laughs> it's okay like you know like you don't have to be the social media therapist because that's not your realm yes
0: yes and it's amazing that you said that because I found myself like really investing in trying to be more consistent and having a theme and having all this and like yeah yeah I mean it I realized that it drained me because my free time was something that I didn't necessarily enjoy that much Yep. Um. And I was like, "What? What am I doing?" You know, like, right. I like when other people have pretty feeds, but I don't really care about making mine pretty. You know. Right. Why am I acting like that? And it's funny because I was praying, and the world was like, "Do you want to portray the appearance of doing well and doing good work, or do you want to actually just take that time to do good work, girl?" That's and,
1: the same thing my friend said to me.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and it's you know, it, like. It was such a reminder to me, like, to go out there and actually touch people's lives instead of having pretty pictures that appear as if I touch people's lives. Yep. Um, And we have an amazing gift, not just to touch people um, via the interweb, you know, not just to grab their attention for a couple of seconds, but to get, you know, their undivided attention for, you know, 45 minutes to an hour every week. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's where our impact is. And so for me, I was just kinda like, you know, if my Instagram is popping, it's popping. If it's not, it's not. All I know yep. is that um my footprint is gonna be um undeniable enough that I won't need a pop social media for people who, who I am.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And that's and again, it just goes back to what I said about not being immune from the human experience. Like I'm constantly talking to clients about the impact of social social media and it goes to myself as well in the professional realm because you do, yes. you can start to feel like like oh my god do you need a theme like should you, should you be posting this many times should you be yes. going live more but it's like that's not that's not you, <laughs> like, yeah it's not you and it's okay like, it's okay yeah. to be you you know and the people that are supposed to come to you are going to come to you regardless oh, yeah. of how attractive or unattractive your feed is so yes yep
0: yep they yeah. will find their way they will find their way they will. So um I would love for you to share how you take mm-hmm. care of your mental health.
1: Absolutely. Um so it's kind of changed with the twins. I've had to like I mentioned before um be very intentional with my time. So I try to to do my devotionals in the middle of the night. Um I'm trying to at least exercise two times a week. Yeah. Um I eat Whatever I want to eat. <laughs> um, and, and that I, is a form of And I thoroughly enjoy it. Yeah. Um, and, and what else? I play a lot of drums. I do a lot of writing. Um, awesome. And I try to make it to African dance. I love to dance. I try to make yes, it. me too. Yeah, I try to make it to dance. Um, silence, like I mentioned earlier, for sure. Cooking. I love cooking. That's that's huge for me. Um, any mm. type of physical activity, so hiking, biking, running, um, yeah. is always gonna be like my go-to's.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. And church. Yeah. Church. Too. Yeah, getting around a community of other people. Yep. Who have that same goal in mind. Yeah. That's real. Mhm.
1: Um, and then a new thing that I'm, you know, trying to do is be around more people who who are like me. So, Mm -hmm. you know, whether I, people, I'm a self, people say I'm an overachiever. I just feel like I'm an achiever. So being around other achievers, business owners, other therapists. um, So that's been, I've been on this new kick of like, really trying to meet and be intentional with people who share the same burden. Mm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's amazing how when you start to, realize rather for me I started to realize how finite like time was mm-hmm. and how like you know life happens and then it doesn't and it I don't want to be one of those people who like oh I'm most selective about who i around but like right I find myself not trying to impress people you know mm-hmm. and being aware of that I've been like oh I feel pressure to be something other than who I am around you so um I'm just not going to do that, you know? Right, right. Oh, boy. Baby. I'm
1: going to get them a bottle.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us. That was my last question, so the babies can get your love. Um, Thank
1: you. Levi's on the other
0: side of the door doing these exact same things. (laughs) I appreciate you um, making time to speak in the midst of your motherhood instead of stuffing it away in a corner because... I think that's often something in society that we're told to do, you know, mm-hmm. that our motherhood, and I... our children are a disruption, but nah.
1: They're an addition.
0: They sure are. They sure mm-hmm. are. Alicia, thank you so, so much. It was a pleasure talking with you. No problem. No problem. Yes. I'll see you soon. Until right. the circle comes back around, I'll talk to you guys later. Bye.